Welcome to the Shi'ar Jashub radio broadcast. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and we are so glad that you can join us for today's Bible study, brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. We are currently in the series on Heavenly Authority, taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. In today's program, Pastor continues to discuss the New Testament fulfillment of what we have previously examined about the tabernacle, the priests, and the Levitical system in the Old Testament. So let's pick up the Sunday sermon where we left off last time. As the high priest would go into the tabernacle, he had on him those stones, those crystals, with the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. He represented Israel before God. But when Jesus goes into the heavenlies, our names are written upon him. He represents us to God. He brings us, he bears us into the presence before God. And he is the only one who is truly holiness to the Lord. Remember that golden plate that would be on the turban over the forehead of Aaron? Holiness to the Lord, trying to identify this one as set apart. This one is holy. Well, the only one who truly is holiness to the Lord is Jesus Christ. Jesus of Nazareth was the only good and holy man. He is the perfect high priest. And as the high priest, remember we said he pronounced the blessings upon the people? This greater high priest pronounces blessings onto life for us. And we know his blessings, don't we? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile you, persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice! And be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. He gives us the blessings. He pronounces the blessings, even as a high priest, and in his blessings, he tells us how we must live to be blessed. He is the tabernacle, he is the high priest, and he is the sacrifice. He is the one that makes atonement. He is the perfect sacrifice. Remember that animal had to be without spot or blemish. Well, he spiritually is without spot or blemish. There is no sin in him. He never once sinned. That's why John said, even at the beginning of his ministry, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the tabernacle. He is the high priest. He is the sacrifice. Now, here's something very special. Because of Jesus, because of what he did, because of what only God can do, you and I, all of us, can also become then the dwelling place, the tabernacle 
of God. This is an amazing thing that human beings, sinful human beings, because of what Jesus did, we can also become the dwelling place of God. Let me read you some scriptures from the New Testament. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, Paul says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? We are not our own when we come to Jesus Christ. You are not your own. We belong to God, and as God pours out his Spirit upon us, do you not know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? He will be in you and with you. We become the dwelling place of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16, Paul says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell, I will tabernacle in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. What a calling. He will be our God. We will be his people. We will be his children, his sons, his daughters. He will walk among us. He will dwell inside of us. For you are the temple, Paul says, of the living God. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is taking each believer in Jesus Christ as that person submits to him and is building a house, building a tabernacle, building a temple, stone upon stone. Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone, then the apostles, and then every believer, true believer in history, being placed part of that dwelling, that temple, that dwelling place of God, a holy temple, not a temple like was in Jerusalem where sinful men ministered, a holy temple carved out by the Spirit of God, not a building, a living temple, even as Jesus Christ himself is alive. And as we study some sections back, in this priesthood, in the order of Melchizedek, with Jesus Christ 
as the high priest, all true believers, all true believers in Jesus are made kings and priests to God through him. Not in the order of the priesthood of Aaron, but in the order of the priesthood of Jesus, in the order of the priesthood of Melchizedek, based on the indestructible life of Jesus Christ. All true, true believers are made kings and priests to God through him. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4, we had looked at this some time back. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, there's a temple, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We offer up spiritual sacrifices. We become the temple of God. We become a holy priesthood. Peter's writing to all those who believe. Revelation 1.6. It says, And he has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He has made us to be kings and priests. So the spiritual priesthood of which Jesus is the high priest for believers in this world applies to all believers, not just to some. All true Christians are to be priests unto God. Even as God's heart's desire was when he said to Moses in Exodus 19.6 and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And like Moses, we don't need any special ceremonial coverings. Like Moses, we don't need any ceremonial proceedings as Aaron did to come into God's presence. As we are individuals unto God, as we are men and women of God, we study that. The blood of Jesus is our spiritual covering. And there's even a difference between us and Moses. If you look in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we don't need all the things that the priests from Aaron needed, but there's even a difference, though we're like Moses in that way, there's even a difference between us and him. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 7, remember we spoke about Moses, how he had to put the veil on after he came out of the presence of God because the glory would be on his face and until it faded away, he would put the veil on so the Israelites could not look at that glory. When he would go back in the presence of God, he would reflect the glory of God. We studied that weeks back. Well, look what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 7. But if the ministry of death, he's speaking about the law, written and engraved on stones, the tablets of the Ten Commandments, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, 
which glory was passing away. Paul's making a point here. After a while, it would pass away and Moses could take the veil off. After a while, the glory of the old covenant passes away because, as we saw last time, it couldn't make people perfect. It couldn't change the heart. It was not an eternal covenant. It was a temporary covenant, unlike the new covenant, which is permanent. Verse 8, how will the ministry, if that ministry was glorious, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit, the new covenant, not be more glorious? It's a more glorious ministry. For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. In other words, when you compare all that glory in the Old Testament we read about, and the presence of God, the Shekinah glory, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's the Holy Spirit giving us the illustration, the parable. It happened, it's true, God did it. But that glory is nothing compared to the glory of the new covenant in the Spirit purchased by the blood of God's own Son. This is a good point at which to end our study today. If you would like to write to us, or you feel led of the Lord to help support our church's outreach, our address is Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle's Sunday service is at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison. The exit off I-95 is exit 61. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shir Jashub.